from the newsroom of Impact Alpha. This is your Impact Briefing for Friday, September 9th. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, I'm joined by Impact Alpha's editor, David Bank, to preview next week's Agents of Impact call, Mapping Opportunities for Catalytic Climate Capital. Hi, David. Hey, Monique. Great to be back. Thanks for coming back. And Looney Libes will share some of the Impact Funds actively raising capital that are featured on this month's edition of The List. But first, here's what you need to know from the week in impact investing. Younger savers are making it clear they want their investments to align with their principles. More than 80% of millennials and Gen Zers want the ability to opt out of investments that contribute to climate change, according to a new study from Composed. And over 90% believe banks have a responsibility to disclose their investment activity in a transparent manner. Innovation in minimizing food waste is getting attention from investors. Despite a widespread downturn in venture funding, Refed's Alejandro Enamorado reports some significant raises for companies in food waste management and upcycling. This week, San Francisco-based Afresh raised $115 million to expand its operating system for stores managing fresh food. And Misfits Market acquired Imperfect Foods in a huge consolidation in the food waste reduction market. Two stalwarts of Africa's off-grid solar power sector are joining forces in a deal that UK-based Feebox says will expand its solar financial and other services to 3.5 million people in 10 African markets. Feebox is acquiring West Africa-focused Peg Africa, which launched its pay-as-you-go solar business in Ghana in 2013 and has since expanded to Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, and Mali. Cutting carbon emissions from industries such as aviation, chemical manufacturing, steel, and shipping has always proved especially challenging. Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners has raised a 3 billion euro fund to tackle that challenge with commitments from institutional investors in Europe and North America. The Denmark-based fund will invest in clean energy infrastructure projects with the aim of decarbonizing hard-to-abate industries. It's now officially after Labor Day, and things are picking up. David, what's going on at Impact Alpha? Yeah, we're gearing up for a busy season uh, after, I guess, a little bit of a, I don't know if there really was a summer break, but it's going to be a busy fall. After a dozen or so calls in the spring, we're starting up our Agents of Impact series uh, next week uh, for calls. We're calling it Mapping Opportunities for Catalytic Climate Capital. Internally, we've been calling it uh, Mind the Gaps, because for all the capital flowing to climate these days, there's still a bunch of gaps in climate adaptation, frontier markets, low-income communities, really climate justice and climate equity. So who are we going to meet on the call? Well, we're excited to have back Donnell Baird of Block Power. I think Impact Alpha readers know well that he's retrofitting thousands of apartments for energy and carbon savings, and he's really on top of the opportunities uh, for a more just transition in the federal climate spending bill recently passed uh, and signed and the infrastructure bills. And this week, we dug into the climate adaptation opportunities, particularly in low and middle income countries, things like solar irrigation for farmers, cold chains for food storage, clean cookstoves and the like. You know, adaptation often gets short shrift compared to climate mitigation. But as Jonathan Phillips at Duke told me, adaptation is what a lot of developing countries really want. In fact, for many countries, as we've we've seen around the world, climate adaptation, you know, is economic development. A just just transition cannot work if it's a pure mitigation play, because that is not what countries want. And 
you know, this is only going to work if there is um, buy-in at the country level, and and it has to have some elements of of resilience and, and really whatever those host country priorities are. So can you break that down for us a little bit further about the climate adaptation difference and what it is entails? Well, you know, the problem with adaptation is it's not just one thing. I mean, it's hard enough to measure carbon, but at least you know what you're measuring. Whereas adaptation is everything from uh, farmer incomes, health effects, uh, global migration, um, um, resilience to, to natural disasters. And so the valuation of that is a complicated thing. And the problem has been that uh, uh, the projects that actually foster uh, adaptation and resilience, you know, don't always get credit for the benefits that they provide. And um, Ashish Kumar of the Shell Foundation is working on ways to, to kind of internalize those benefits so that the projects can essentially get, get paid or get credit for the, these, these, these positive benefits. So are you actually mapping these opportunities on the call? Thanks for asking, Monique. We do have a map. Uh, in fact, we're launching something called the Climate Finance Tracker, uh, developed uh, by Eric Burlow of Vibrant Data Labs, and it'll live on Impact Alpha. And uh, it's a visual representation of climate finance opportunities, uh, all the way from philanthropic and donor-based, all the way up to you know commercial and, and institutional. And it... Uh, it gives you kind of a one, you know, in a single glance, a way to to see some of these gaps. And you'll see that, you know, for example, lots of money flows uh, to the very commercial opportunities in, say, you know, utility, solar or wind. But as I said, not as much to these climate adaptation and climate justice, climate equity opportunities. So we're trying to call that out and show people uh, where they can where they can play and where the, and where they're needed. It's the first week of the month which means the latest edition of The List is out. Looney Liebes of Realize Impact is back to share a selection of impact funds that are actively raising. Hi, Looney. Hey. So tell us, this is the second edition. Recap for us what Realize Impact is and Impact Alpha. What are you guys up to with The List? So we created this to answer the question of where can I invest? The, the, the impact investing is an up-and-coming space. Every day there's a new person who's calling themselves an impact investor. And their first question is, where can I, where's the deal flow? Where, where's the, where the, where's, where can I put my money to work? That'll be impactful. Uh, and so we're publishing this list on a monthly basis to answer that question, to provide them an active set of investments that are actively raising money right now. And in terms of Realize Impact, uh, we're doing this because our main service is taking philanthropic capital, whether that's donor advised funds or family foundations or fresh donations taking this philanthropic capital, taking a recommendation on where to invest it, and making the investment on behalf of these donors. And then if everything works well, we send back the results back to their DAF, back to their family foundation, et cetera. Sounds simple enough. Um, so this is the second edition. What caught your eye this month? Oh, well, there's seven on the list. And let's, let's not talk about all of them, but let's just start with the last one, which is BlackRock which shouldn't, you know, is a little strange, right? It doesn't sound like BlackRock should be on a list of impact investments. But lo and behold, they have an impact opportunities fund. It's raising a billion dollars. They're like $700 million into it. Uh, and it's doing good work. So, you know, let's applaud BlackRock. And, uh, and, you know, if you're out there interested in having some impact, you're brand new to this space, take a look. Uh, okay, aside from BlackRock, what else cut your eye? 
Uh, next one up is Mission Driven Finance's Regenerative Finance Fund. So they're funding uh, regenerative agriculture companies in the U.S. Uh, it's a new fund. It's, it's pretty small at the moment, a few million dollars, uh, aiming to be in the tens of millions of dollars. And we already know that they put some, some uh, capital to work uh, because we've already made an investment as Realize Impact into this fund. And so uh, we, took, we took a look, we liked it, and uh, we wrote our own check to it. And give, give us one more. Okay. So uh, there's a group up here in Seattle. I'm, I'm based in Seattle. It's called the E8 Angels. And it looks and feels like an angel group. Uh, but they created a new fund. It's called the Decarbonate Fund back in 2020. Uh, and we actually did it as a, as a partnership between E8 Angels and Realize Impact. So this is a fund. And it invests in companies that are decarbonating the world, right? Startups, the kind of things you'd see at angel groups. Uh, but all the money in the fund is philanthropically provided. It's all it's all provided through DAFs uh, and donations. People have put in uh, appreciated shares back when the stock market was all time high. Uh, people have just donated money through PayPal. Uh, but then again, a lot of recommendations through donor advice funds. And so the companies that came through this fund, well, they're found by the angel group. These are the companies that are pitching on their on their monthly meetings. Uh, a good example of that was Earthly Labs. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they do. It's like two years ago. Um, I do know we invested in a company that uh, is doing better recharging for electric cars. Oh, uh, this was the one that um, uh, they were uh, collecting CO2 from breweries. So rather than just venting the CO2 that goes out into the atmosphere, you know, when you make alcohol, you end up making CO2. Uh, they were actually bottling it up and using it in industrial purposes. Uh, that company got purchased. So we had our first acquisition out of this fund uh, late last year. Uh, and uh, the fund is up. Uh, we got to distribute some of the money back to the original investors. Some of it got recycled. Uh, and we're out looking looking in to place some more money into these uh, exciting, small, new uh, uh, decarbonating startups. So sounds like you've got from angels all the way up to BlackRock oh, yeah. and everything in between, I guess, is fair game. What are some of the parts? Yeah, yeah. Inclusion? The list is comprehensive. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just big giant funds. It's not just little tiny companies. You know, the, the goal is to make the big spread of every, every possible asset class you could put to work in impact. So and how do folks get on this list if they want to? There's two ways to do it. You can either just send an email off to editor at impactalpha.com with the information you want published. Or you can come to realizeimpact.org, go to our contact page and fill out the form there. Sounds great to me. We'll look forward to seeing the list next month. Yeah, and thanks for having me on this one. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks to Looney, David, and our producer, Isaac Silk. Ready to try Impact Alpha? Sign up for Impact Alpha Open, free of charge, directly at impactalpha.com. Want to go deeper? Grab a subscription and get full access to the site, Agents of Impact Calls, and the daily email brief. Right now, we're offering everybody $100 off. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and choose an annual subscription. Thank you for listening. I'm Anik Aiken, Managing Director for TIP, the Investment Integration Project. Make sure to check back for next week's briefing. And until next time, take care.